Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 290. Fire. 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 Your daily dose of inspiration, encouragement, and energy from the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. Prepare to ignite now. This is Entrepreneur on Fire. With John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Whether you're starting a business, looking to protect your family, or to safeguard your assets, LegalZoom has the award-winning services developed by the best legal minds in the country to help. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Adam Markowitz. Adam, are you prepared to ignite Yes, sir. All right. Adam is the founder and CEO of The Portfolium. Prior to The Portfolium, he worked as an aerospace engineer designing, analyzing, and testing liquid rocket engines for NASA's next generation space launch system. Giving Fire Nation a little overview, Adam, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then give us an overview of The Portfolium. Sure. Well, thank you for having me, John. I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so my background is actually in aerospace engineering. I, I went to school at UC San Diego, got a bachelor's degree in engineering, and I started working after graduation at a company called Rocketdyne in Woodland Hills, California, working on the space shuttle program. It was a dream come true to basically come right out of school and start working on the shuttle program, the program that initially inspired me to want to even be an engineer in the first place. Yeah. Um, it was making that transition, though, from college to a career that sparked all of the ideas that I had to create the portfolio. So after three years at Rocketdyne, it, you know, a few other things happened along the way that, uh, that just sparked the portfolio. And uh, just this past January, we launched. So it's a really exciting time. Launch time, and yeah. we're going to dive way more into that later on in the interview. But Adam, we start Entrepreneur on Fire off with success quotes. It gets that motivational ball rolling. So take it away for us. Sure. Well, one of the quotes that really inspired me for a while is, the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Uh, computer science professor at UCLA said this. Um, I mean, I'm sure people take it metaphorically as, you know, don't wonder what's in store for you, but go for it. I kind of took it a little more literally. <laughs> you know, if I was experiencing something that was inefficient, I would ask myself questions. You know, what's this going to be like in the future? You know, what is a career fair or a job interview going to look like five, ten years from now? And rather than just guessing or thinking about what it could be, I said, hey, why don't we create it? So, again, let's even break that down a little more to the ground level because the best way to predict the future is to invent it. How do you really view that quote and how do you apply it to your everyday mantra? For me, it's motivating. It, it motivates me to be innovative, to not just sit around and wonder things, but to actually just try new things, go for it rather than just ask, hey, what's this going to be like? Or you know, what's tomorrow got in store for me? Make it happen rather than just wondering. I'm a big believer in that, and it's kind of one of the reasons why Entrepreneur on Fire is around, because for me, I was that guy that was driving to work every single day, Adam, commuting, hitting the gym, loving to consume podcasts, but I kept running out. So I was like, you know what? It doesn't exist. I'm going to create it. I'm not going to sit around and complain about it. I'm actually going to put it out there in the universe, and I'm going to hope there's other people like me 
that want to consume more content than just once a week. And fortunately, it's worked out so far, but you know, this is such an ever-evolving world. So it's such great advice to continue to reach out to those people who are your biggest fans, your biggest customers, and continue to improve. And I know you're doing that with the portfolio. It's a great site, but you're always evolving there. And that's what you need to be doing as an entrepreneur. And that's a theme I want to build off of. And let's talk about you and your journey with this next topic of failure, of challenges, of obstacles that we're always facing as entrepreneurs. And you're facing every single day with a portfolio. I'm facing every single day with Entrepreneur Fire. But tell us a story, Adam. We want to hear a story. You're a spotlighted guest about when you failed or just fell flat in your face or faced this massive challenge you had to overcome. How'd you do it? Sure. Well, I'm, when I... The beginning of this interview, and I said that I landed my dream job after college, but it wasn't an easy road getting there. Uh, you know, when I was interviewing for jobs, when I was still a student about to graduate, I didn't have any experience with a job interview. I didn't really know how to make a resume, but I went online. I found out how, and I fell right on my face in those first few interviews. Um, I really wanted to get these jobs. I researched the company, but when it came to the interview. And I sat down, I looked at all the other people that were in the room who were interviewing after me. I wanted to know, how am I going to distinguish myself from these people? So when I got in the interview and they went through, you know, question after question, I answered, I would leave not feeling like I really stood out compared to the other people there. And it was a shame. I, I wanted to be the person that they remembered at the end of the day. And so those first few interviews, you know, I really felt like I fell flat on my face. And um, it really, it sparked something in me. That you know, maybe it's not just me that feels this way. Maybe other people feel this as well, and uh, maybe there's something I could do about it because you know everyone deserves the opportunity to stand out. And uh, again, it's just another one of those moments that sparked the idea. Hey, what if we create a tool that allows people to do just that? During these interviews, the first few you obviously fell flat in your face. Did you ever find or come up with a way to distinguish yourself to these potential employers? At first, I was called crazy for it. Okay. I actually printed out a, a paper portfolio, if you will. I, uh, I printed out photos of different projects that I did or I was involved in, and I stapled it together, old school, brought it in with me. And so I didn't just have a paper resume. I had you know, a, a long portfolio, and people said, you're not an artist, you're not a photographer, what are you doing with a portfolio? Right. And you know, the very first interview, it was a completely different experience, partly because of that confidence I had maybe that... You know, here's all my work right here in my hand. I got that security blanket with me. But also, as soon as I would show it to the person who was interviewing me, their, their eyes would light up. This was different. This was unique. And it, there was no room for error. They got to see exactly what I was talking about. So I was really able to build off of our dialogue. It wasn't just a, a boring conversation. Uh, it was something more. And uh, it, they remembered me because of it. After my time in the Army, I spent four months traveling the continent of India. I went all over the place. I was in the northwestern part of the continent. I was in the southeastern part of the continent and everywhere in between. One thing that I really did when I was out there is I did I read a lot of Gandhi because I felt like I was in India. It's kind of what I wanted to do when I was on these long train rides. And there's a quote that I took away from that that I really love and it kind of speaks to your experience here. And that is, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. Gandhi. 
And of course, what he's talking about is, you know, when he first did that walk down the coast, you know, that peaceful movement walk, you know, he was ignored at first. Nobody paid attention to him. And then finally, when he started getting some followers, other people started laughing at him because they're like, look at this guy walking down the beach with all these followers. He must be crazy. And then it got bigger and people got scared. So they fought him. But then, as he said, he won. And that's kind of the four stages that he went through. And that's the four stages that so many entrepreneurs go through. And, you know, for you, that's a great example with a portfolio. I mean, you walked in there and you showed them something different. And, you know, a lot of people ignored you during it first. And then a lot of people laughed at you. And then I'm sure a lot of people got frustrated because you were standing out and they weren't. But the reality is, is that then you won and you got your dream job. So it's very applicable here. And if you can just boil down for you, Adam, one clear lesson you learned from that entire experience, what would it be? I would say that, you know, whenever you have a new idea or something that's different, it's one way to gauge the potential of a new idea. If it's not mocked at first or if it's not looked at strangely, then maybe it's not a groundbreaking idea. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If it's accepted widely, somebody else is probably doing it or already done it at some point somewhere. Exactly. (laughs) So let's continue to move forward, Adam, because you have had a journey of sorts as an entrepreneur, as just a human in general. And I want to talk about a moment when a light bulb went off and you said, wow, this really resonates with me. This is my authentic self. This is something I want to do. This is something I want to contribute to the world. I have passion inside of this project. What was that moment and how'd you turn it into success? Well, like I said, there was quite a few sparks along the way, but the one aha moment that really sticks out to me was when I was at Rocketdyne, a coworker of mine, he sent me a link to a CNN article, a couple of MIT students, they launched a weather balloon with a beer cooler to the edge of space and took photographs of the curvature of the earth and the blackness of space. And they did this for $300. It was, you know, a wow moment for me. But uh, this was well before that Citibank commercial came out, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we looked at that. And just for the listeners, Adam, because I hate when people might be like, what Citibank commercial? Let's explain that. So Citibank recently came out with a commercial where with their rewards points for their credit card, they were able to buy a weather balloon, something kind of crazy. And they, they did the same exact project that's getting a lot of attention recently where you launch a weather balloon. In the weather balloon, you have a digital camera and a GPS cell phone, and the weather balloon goes all the way up to the edge of space, takes photographs that are pretty breathtaking. Uh, The balloon pops, and it comes down on a parachute, and you track the GPS coordinates, and you go and you find it, and you hope that nothing's broken and that everything worked. Um, So that's basically the project, and that's what we saw that these students at MIT had did three or four years ago. So we took that idea, and we said, wow, you know, I think we could do this even better. We could do it even cheaper. So, and we, we did <laughs> a month, few months of planning. And we went out one weekend just outside of work, outside of school, just a fun activity. And we did it. The It went great. Now we wanted to share it, share it back out. We didn't have access to CNN, but uh, we put it on Facebook. We put it on YouTube, the different channels that we did have available to us. And we didn't really get the response we were looking for, it didn't really resonate with people until we shared it on our intranet at Rocketdyne, our company, um, where it's all engineers, all aerospace focused. And it was exactly the response we were looking for. People were excited. They were giving us ideas on how to make it better. They thought they wanted to know how they could do it with their kids to inspire them. And a light bulb went off. Like, wow, you know, this is relevant to these people. That's why it's sparking this collaborative environment, this atmosphere. 
later, a few months later, after the space shuttle program ended, and we were both looking for new jobs, uh, we actually used this in our job interview. This is a fun project that wouldn't even make it onto our resume, and yet it blew away our interviewers at our next job <laughs> interview, and we were able to land a new job from something, I mean, it sealed the deal for a new job that, again, something that wouldn't have even made it onto our resume. So, again, I mean, if all those little sparks didn't do it for us, this was the aha moment where, okay, we need a tool where people can share what they're proud of, even stuff that doesn't go on a resume, because it could help them, whether they're applying for school, for a job, anywhere they need to stand out. And that was really the aha moment. So I'm sure we have a couple, Adam, but I'm guessing that about 99% of the listeners right now are not aerospace engineers. So don't get too techie on me here, but quickly kind of describe exactly what it takes to do something like that, what you did. Well, it took a lot of planning. Again, I mean, people hear that story and they say, okay, well, like you just said, I'm not an aerospace engineer. I, what can I share in my portfolio or what's going to help me stand out? Um, but people do stuff every day. The activities that they, that they do, the clubs they're a part of, volunteer work, all of that stuff could go in their portfolio. And the same skills that I used to launch this weather balloon, you know, planning, um, development, the different tools that I used. That's actually what I want to hear right now. Like what actual tools did you hear to create this weather balloon? And how did that look like going into space without getting too techy? Well, we took a very old, very cheap Canon digital camera. Okay. We, uh, we did a little hack where now we unlocked new features that I could just take a photograph every five seconds, like a time-lapse feature. And we, we put the oldest Motorola cell phone that we could get that had GPS coordinates into a box with this camera through some hand warmers that you use when you go skiing. Right. A box to keep everything warm. Because it gets cold out there, right? Oh, it's very cold. <laughs> Negative 30 degrees or more. And uh, so we tested it. You know, it took a lot of planning on our part. We wanted to know when and where we were going to launch, what the winds were like. Um, once the camera lost, or once the phone lost reception and it came back, would it regain that reception in order to send its coordinates? So all this little planning, all these little things that are applicable to other scenarios in a job, for instance, we had to use in this project. So we were able to share all of that into our now portfolio that went out to everyone in, in our job interviews. Wow. So let's boil down one clear lesson you learned from that aha moment that you had. That anyone can have a portfolio. You don't have to be a creative person. So Adam, obviously your entrepreneurial journey is still on the early stages, but thus far, have you had an I've made it moment? Uh, I wouldn't say, you know, an all knowing I've made it moment, but there's little rewards or little I've made it moments along the way when we get feedback from our users. Um, the satisfaction that comes from just creating a tool that you see the purpose for. Now other people start using it and it's it's doing the same thing for them that it did for you or that you wanted it to do for them. It's helping them get the internship, helping them get the job after college. And they thank us or they just even let us know, hey, I got this job. Thanks a lot. I mean, those are the little moments so far that have been like, you know, this, this was well worth it. So talk to us about the journey of the entrepreneur because obviously there have been setbacks, there have been small highs, there have been low lows. Share with us your philosophy on the journey and what you think entrepreneurs should look at when they look at the journey in general. One thing I've learned or even I've been told, but it wasn't until I experienced it that it really made sense that we learn the most from our failures by overcoming obstacles. That's when you learn the most. If you, know, you succeeded straight from the bat, like 
right away. You know, you might not have learned as much as someone who had to struggle along the way to really get to that mountaintop. Um, so I would, you know, obviously don't give up, <laughs> learn from your mistakes, learn from the failures and use that as motivation as you keep going. Um, like you said earlier, it's, I'm constantly challenging myself as an entrepreneur, as a person, um, to make a better product, make a better business. Um, it just, it's a never ending journey. And that's, that's why I love it so much. Well, let's talk about the present times of this journey right now, because Portfolium has some really cool things going on. Your website, it's gorgeous, sparks the imagination when you go there and look at it. You see the possibilities. You guys do a great job of that. This is your time, Adam. Share with Fire Nation a couple things that are just really exciting you about the Portfolium right now. Well, really, we're on almost the cutting edge of the whole social recruiting revolution, as they call it. Um, we saw it happening a few years ago where you go into a job interview and you leave the interview and that person, the employer would basically look you up online. They'd look up, you try to find what's going on on your Facebook page because they wanted to get a deeper sense of who you were. If you were going to match the culture of the company, what you, what do you like in your everyday life? Are you doing a keg stand on a Wednesday night? Exactly. You know, we saw this coming and we asked ourselves, what's it going to be like five, 10 years from now? You know, are we still going to be bringing paper resumes into our job interviews when, Everything you need to know about me is online. Like, what's, what's the tradition? Why are we sticking to this? Um, so it's exciting to be on the forefront of that, where now students are not only creating and maintaining their online identities, they're using that identity to get the job or the, get the internship, get into the school that they want, um, to be able to provide that tool at the time when it's, it's starting to be really be needed. Um, it's just really exciting. And so on that note, what are some visions you have for the future of the portfolio and the, the social recruiting revolution in general? They say your online presence is going to replace the need for your resume within five years. Everything you need to know about someone will be online. And so with that, we, we basically have created the platform for these students from a younger age to create that online identity, to use it not only at campus career fairs, but during the actual interview itself, we've had students bring in their iPad or even their cell phone into an interview where normally you make sure it's turned off out of respect. They're saying, no, I'm going to bring this technology into the interview itself. I'm going to use this technology to enhance the interview, to really visually expand on what we're talking about. So it's not just a bunch of bullet points the old fashioned way. Um, that's what we're excited about. And that's what we see for the future. So when I see a good name like The Portfolium, I'm always intrigued about the backstory of it. Share with us how The Portfolium came to be naming-wise. Portfolium is really a combination of obviously portfolio and a podium. We say we want everyone to have the opportunity to take the podium, you know, take center stage and showcase themselves, stand out. This is your opportunity to show why you are different from the next person that's going to walk into that interview. Um, it's a free tool that allows you to do that. Did you have any runners up or close seconds or when that one just came into the room, it was that or nothing? Uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. Um, once, once we heard that, it said, okay, you know, this makes sense. The domain is available. That's a <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah, it just kind of stuck. Let's take a second here to thank LegalZoom because I think you would agree that your future is important. So stop stressing out and start planning. I know just a partner who can help with that, LegalZoom. LegalZoom has been around for 12 years, helping Americans get personalized wills, powers of attorney, living trusts, real estate documents, and more. 
They can even help start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Now, I know this could be a benefit for some of you entrepreneurs out there. LegalZoom offers services developed by a team of experienced attorneys, and they're there to help you from start to finish. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Remember, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Well, this is a great segue, Adam, into my favorite part of the interview, the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sure. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think being an engineer where you're trained to never fail, things can't fail, you're always looking at the worst case scenario. I had to get out of my own way in a sense and just go for it, not worry about the failures because again, that's where you learn the most. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, right off the bat, I got really good advice saying, you know, the idea is great and it's important to have a great idea, but you know, execution is everything. Not even half the battle, the idea, but how you execute. If 10 other people have the same idea as you, it's the person who's going to execute the best that's going to come out on top. I mean, you can look at Facebook, Friendster, MySpace. Great examples. And I hear so often, I get emails from potential entrepreneurs and they're just like, John, I have this great idea, but somebody else is out there doing it. Or I heard someone might be starting it soon. And I'm like, listen, A, that's kind of proof of concept because if somebody else is doing it, there's a reason why they're doing it because there's actually an audience out there. And B, just do it better or do it different, reach a different sector of that same audience. And that's what people need to be focusing on is execution. Love that. Yeah. If you don't believe that you could do it better than that other person, then it's probably not worth doing. <laughs> no. You have, to have that confidence that, you know, this is my idea. Uh, no one can execute this better than me. This is my idea. <laughs> What's one specific action listeners can take in the next 24 hours, Adam, to bring them one step closer to their dreams? First, they have to identify what their dreams are, I would say. Identify your dreams. All right. Do you have an internet resource, Adam, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? Yeah, there's something I just came across, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know too much about it. I don't want to vouch for them just yet. But, uh, it's called If This, Then That. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. But, uh, oh, it's so funny. Like two days ago, literally, it was the first time it's ever been recommended on Entrepreneur on Fire. That wasn't the 280 fire. interviews, IFTTT. And the guy was really excited about it. I think it's just the hot new thing. So we can stay with that. I mean, that's just kind of reinforcing the fact that it's potentially a hot new resource. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, for productivity and just uh, reminders, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to use it that I haven't even really come across yet because, again, I just, just downloaded the app the other day. Love it. Yeah. Well, Fire Nation, you can find links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Adam Markowitz. Adam, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Uh, well, as a first-time entrepreneur, I think a great book is uh, Venture Deals by Brad Feld and Jason Mendelson. Um, it's widely recommended on the internet. But uh, it's great because it gives you not just the perspective of yourself, the entrepreneur, but also from the investor's perspective, the lawyer's perspective, really everyone. So it gives you a lot of knowledge right off the bat. Love it. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. And if you haven't already, the audio version for this book is free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. 
So Adam, this next question is my fave. It's kind of tricky though, so take your time, digest it, and come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? So I'm still me, but no one knows me. So my first first place I go with that is really start networking, using the tools. I have a laptop, so I'm going to use the internet and uh, really just have to reinvent myself, recreate basically my online identity, which we've been talking about this whole time. Um, there's so many tools out there from the social media, professional networking sites, and of course the portfolio. Um, it'd be, uh, that's probably exactly where I'd start. Just rebuilding those connections with people. You could contact the owners of the portfolio and say, Hey guys, great idea, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So Adam, I've really enjoyed hearing your journey. You've shared some great things with Fire Nation. Give us one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, you could find me on the portfolio. Very easy to find on there. I respond always to feedback, thoughts, ideas, always looking to make it better for our users, for employers, for everyone. Um, and piece of advice is never give up. Go for it. Never give up. Adam, Fire Nation is well aware they can find the links to everything that we've talked about by going to eofire.com, clicking the podcast tab, and finding you in the archives. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Listen. Discover. Share your ambitions. Express your feelings. Capture what matters. Open the world of audio. The world of audio. Where everything is made to amaze. Music Radio Creative. Music Radio Creative. Music Radio Creative. Music Radio Creative. Fire Nation. Are you an aspiring or new entrepreneur who's looking for a community of like-minded individuals who can offer support, tools, resources, and advice as you start your entrepreneurial journey? Fire Nation Elite is here to provide you with just that. 100% support, 100% of the time. Visit FireNationElite.com to fill out your application and schedule a 15-minute one-on-one chat with me today. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.